Good evening, everybody. Hello, dummies. It is episode 119, Monday, March 15th, 7.24 p.m. We're going to try a new routine, save a couple minutes on the intro, and do it streamlined. So tonight on Don't Unfriend Me, we are going to be talking about Tucker Carlson and Bill Maher, two diametrically opposed viewpoints, two diametrically opposed people. If, If one is assuredly going to heaven, the other is going to hell. This should be fun, and honestly... Uh, at the end of it, I'm going to try to make it all make sense. One said something that was profound and the other one said something that was profound, but in the past they've both made mistakes and it's, it's just, it created this, uh, I guess dichotomy or enigma puzzle. And I, I just want to dissect it tonight. I think it'll be a fun show. First thing I want to talk about, though, is Ben Shapiro. I don't know if you've heard. This is just in. I just came across the wire that Ben Shapiro has called it quits, and he's done with politics. He's taking up dentistry. Uh, when asked why, he responded that he had recently learned the danger of poor dental hygiene and stated that plaques don't care about your fillings. from an undisclosed location always honest always direct so sit back relax don't unfriend me starts right now well good evening again dummies excited to be here with you my name is matthew spear i am your host we're going to be doing this together that felt better that felt like it was uh, quicker, which is a good thing. Um, the website, really excited, don'tunfriendme.com, right up there. That font isn't as good as I anticipated it to look, folks. Maybe we should try this again. Let's uh, delete that. Let's uh, delete this. Here's the graphic. Let's see. So much better. Don'tunfriendme.com. How cool. Gosh, I love technology. Sorry I missed it the first time. What are we talking about tonight? Well, this is going to be an interesting 119, and I've been holding on to this for a couple of days. It's hard when news comes out over the weekend because I immediately want to make a show. But until I'm getting paid to do this, I, I just can't. Uh, I just I can't stop being with the family. So I've seen everyone post this. I saw both of these live, and I want to be completely transparent right now. I am a Bill Maher fan. I, I know. By the way, here's all my call signs too. Visit some of these and come say hi, okay? And uh, right over here, you can like, follow, share, subscribe. Okay, I'm a Bill Maher fan. I've been a Bill Maher fan since long before Politically Incorrect. I saw some of his stand-up specials on Johnny Carson. I would watch Johnny Carson till like one in the morning on school nights and I didn't care because I didn't care about school, but I love Bill Maher and I think Bill Maher is wrong a lot. But I don't think he is an evil person. Now, I know people have problems with him just as much as people have problems with Tucker Carlson. And I take issue with some things Tucker Carlson says. I think Tucker is an extremely smart person and he asks questions that deserve answers. He's also passive aggressive and very annoying to most people, but no more annoying than Sean Hannity or Don Lamont or Cuomo or Rachel Maddow or any of the others. But Bill Maher is a special kind of smart, and I know people don't like him because of religious and that he he is not 
dogmatic or agnostic. He is an atheist. He believes there is no God. And that can turn a lot of people away. Plus his politics, I don't agree with either. But the man's funny. And he does stand for freedom of speech. And he does stand for some constitutional care. And that's refreshing in a liberal because most of them don't. And Tucker Carlson does believe in limited government. And he does believe that taxation is theft. And he does believe and he does believe and he does believe. And both make very valid points and both say things that are incredibly wrong. I'm going to show you the excerpts. Now, I can't show you the full and I don't know if I want to show you the full. It's not my show. I'm not Tucker Carlson and I'm certainly not Bill Maher. And and I think showing you 12 minutes of their video, I'm going to link both of them in the comments. Go look at it. Watch. I, I encourage you, if you are a fan of my show, watch both because they will both mean something to you. And although Tucker's Carlson's comments last night, the other night, I don't agree with a lot of it. You have to listen to the whole thing to understand it. Just like you can take this excerpt from Bill Maher and I'm going to show you and you, you Americans are going to be like, this is, how can he say that? But I'm also going to show you Tucker's segment and you're going to say, how did he say that when both of them are very well done? In fact, I said a lot of things Tucker said about China and Bill Maher said about China the other night on my show before they both did their show, which is exciting to know that we're all on the same page, but we're completely from polar opposites of all fields of politics. So I'm going to show you the first one, and I can't show them all to you anyway if I wanted to because I want to monetize at some point. I want to grow even bigger, and I have to be careful. There are some videos out there that are actually trademarked by a company called Storyful, which is basically Satan. If you see uh, someone taking a picture of a poodle or the Twisted T video or there is a uh, the, the, the plane with the on-fire engine, you've seen those in my shows, Storyful goes around and buys these up. They're a multi-million dollar company. They go ahead and buy the rights. They give people money for it and then they sell it to the media to make money. And if you use it as a small-time podcaster, they claim copyright infringement and get you banned. Well, I've already gotten hit once. I fought it and won. This second one I lost which makes no sense considering it was the same company, same length of a video and the same type of video. So I've got to be careful. Now I know Bill Maher doesn't care if I use his stuff and either does Fox News. I've used them many times before, but I'm going to keep it under 30 seconds, link them out of respect so I don't get hit with copyright. But still, you're going to get the point and I'm going to read you what Bill Maher said word for word and I'm going to put in the context what Tucker did. We're going to compare them both, mix them up, throw them in a barrel and then I'm going to go ahead and pull out what is made and explain it to you from my perspective of what we're doing wrong. Let's watch the first one. This is Tucker Carlson, and we will talk about this second. So let me show you, actually, Bill Maher's first. We'll talk about that. Then we'll go to Tucker. And Americans are a silly people. That's the classic phrase from Lawrence of Arabia when Lawrence tells his Bedouin allies that as long as they stay a bunch of squabbling tribes, they will remain a silly people. Well, we're the silly people now. Do you know who doesn't care that there's a stereotype of a Chinese man in a Dr. Seuss book, China. All 1.4 billion of them could give a crouching tiger flying fuck. Now, I have seen this live, and I've seen it on recording. And you may listen to that and go, that's so anti-American, anti-patriotic. Actually, it was probably one of the most American things I've, I've ever seen from Bill Maher. And I applaud him and stand up for anything he has said as far as that segment, and will tell you that he has every right to say what he said. And even when he has said things bad about troops, 
in politically incorrect or 9-11. We're going to go over that. It doesn't matter. I understand he's from the left. I understand people consider him to be the enemy. I don't. I consider Bill to be extremely intelligent. And what he said was 100% spot on. And I'll be honest with you. It made me want to succeed at this show. It makes me want to have writers too. People who think like I do and think opposite of what I do. So we can get into a room and we can, we can really write quality content. I don't have that luxury. I don't have that time until this starts producing apples. I'm kind of, uh, I, I kind of stuck with some seeds here and, uh, this was fantastic. So I would encourage all Americans to watch it because he dials it in. Here's what he said exactly. And I will try to do it justice. And I quote Bill Maher and finally new rule. You're not going to win the battle for the 21st century if you are a silly people. And Americans are a silly people. That's the classic phrase from Lawrence of Arabia when Lawrence tells his Bedouin allies that as long as they stay a bunch of squabbling tribes, they will remain a silly people. Well, we're the silly people now. You know who doesn't care that there's a stereotype of a Chinese man in a Dr. Seuss book? China. All 1.4 billion of them could give a crouching tiger flying blankety blank because they're not a silly people. If anything, they're are as serious as a prison fight. Look, we all know China does bad stuff. They break promises about Hong Kong autonomy. They put Uyghurs in camps and punish dissent. And we don't want to be that. But it's got to be something between authoritarian government that tells everyone what to do and a representative government that can't do anything at all. In two generations, China has built 500 entire cities from scratch, moved the majority of their huge population from poverty to the middle class, and mostly cornered the market in 5G and pharmaceuticals. Oh, and they bought Africa. Their new Silk Road initiative is the biggest infrastructure project in history, indebting not just that continent, but large parts of Asia and Europe and the Middle East, the people who built their roads and bridges and ports. If you want to go anywhere in the world these days, you better have a yen for travel. In China alone, they have 40,000 kilometers of high-speed rail. America has none. Our fastest train is the tram that goes around the zoo in California. Want to build high-speed rail connecting the entire state, but alas, could not. We're $6 billion in the hole just trying to finish the track connecting the vital hubs of Bakersfield and Merced. One small step for nobody, one giant leap if you're a raisin. On a national level, we've been having Infrastructure Week every week since 2009, but we never do anything. Half the country is having a never-ending woke competition, deciding whether Mr. Potato Head has a dick, and the other half believes we have to stop the lizard people because they're eating babies. QAnon. We are a silly people, even when we all agree on something, like getting rid of the penny. No inertia, the ass covering the graph, the lawyers, the cowardice, nothing ever moves in this impacted colon of a country. We see a problem and we ignore it, lie about it, fight about it, endlessly litigate it, sunset, closet, kick it down the road, and then write a bill where a half-assed solution doesn't kick in for 10 years. China sees a problem and they fix it. They build a dam. We debate what to rename it. That's why their airports look like this picture of LaGuardia, and ours look like this in San Francisco. It took 10 years just to get two bus lines through environmental review in the big dig. A tunnel in Boston took 16 years, and don't get me started on my solar hookup, which is at 1,100 days. 
China once put up a 57-story skyscraper in 19 days. They demolished and rebuilt the San Juan Bridge in Beijing in 43 hours. We binge watch. They binge build. When COVID hit, Wuhan, the city, built a quarantine center with 4,000 rooms in 10 days. And they barely had to use it because they quickly arrested the spread of the disease and put them in camps and killed them. They were back to throwing raves in the swimming pools while we were stuck at home surfing the dark web for black market Charmin. We're not losing to China. We lost. The, return, the returns just haven't all come in yet. They made robots that check a kid's temperature and got their asses back in school. Most of our kids are still pretending to take Zoom classes while they watch TikTok and their brain cells slowly commit ritualistic suicide. As George Bush once said, is our children learning? There's a progressive trend now to sacrifice merit for equity. Colleges are chucking SAT and ACT tests. And in New York, Mayor de Blasio announced merit would no longer decide who gets into the schools for advanced learners, but rather a lottery system. You think China's doing that? Letting political correctness get in the way of nurturing their best and brightest? You think Chinese colleges are offering courses in the philosophy of Star Trek, the sociology of Seinfeld, and surviving the coming zombie apocalypse? Those are real, and so is China, and they are eating our lunch. And believe me, in an hour, they'll be hungry again. Bill Maher's not perfect. He has said things that I once again vehemently disagree with. On September 20th, 2011, politically incorrect host Bill Maher more than lived up to his show's title this week with remarks, and this is back in 2001, that some of the United States past military actions have been cowardly. The frequently sarcastic host made the comment on his ABC show Monday, prompting both Sears and FedEx to pull their ads from the show, citing complaints from angry viewers. A contrite Mar issued an apology yesterday through his publicist, saying that his views should have been expressed differently. In no way was I intending to say, nor have I ever thought, that the men and women who defend our nation in uniform are anything but courageous and valiant, and I offer my apologies to anyone who took it wrong. Mars said in his statement, the televised comments that sparked the controversy, we have been the cowards lobbing cruise missiles from 2,000 miles away. That's cowardly. Mar may have further enraged viewers when he contrasted the action of the U.S. military with the hijackers who died along with their victims when they crashed commercial airliners into the World Trade Center and the Pentagon on September 11th. Staying, quote, staying in the airplane when it hits the building, say what you want about it. It's not cowardly, said the host. In an unusual rebuke, the Pentagon and other high-ranking members stayed quiet on him, but did have something to say about Tucker Carlson later. And this is where kind of the rubber meets the road in this statement. Now, I want to be clear. Do I agree with what Bill said? No. Do I agree with some of what Bill said? Yes. It most assuredly takes courage to drive two planes into buildings. That's not a lie. Uh, the, the level of commitment from Japanese suicide bombers was incredibly courageous and people who clack off a vest, although cowards in the scheme of thing, it takes courage to do so. I don't know if I would have the moxie to do it. I love my family too much. I love living too much. Does that mean I admire those people? No, but you have to understand your enemy and you have to understand what they're willing to do. And if we simply call it a coward's way out, we're trivializing the absolute horrid and effective way that that completely screws with people's heads. And it gets people who are brave 
and serious fighters and makes them question their own mortality. And it's scary. And unless you've been in that situation over there and that is a constant threat, trust me, nobody sleeps well at night. Bill Maher said some things that I, like I said, I disagree with, but I have to also respect the fact that he has a right to say it. And why can't we have a differing opinion? Why can't he say lobbing cruise missiles is cowardly? He has a right to say, do I agree with him? No, because it's war. And in war, you do whatever you can to win. And this directly draws a line of delineation from what Bill is saying and what Tucker says 20 years later. And it is such an interesting time that they both happen so succinctly because they basically role reverse. Tucker did what Bill did and stepped in the proverbial dog poo. And Tucker plenty of times has made amazing comments and has amazing dialogue and monologue that absolutely transcends thought. And he saved the day with comments he's made. Tucker says some incredible things. He also says some stupid things. But Bill Maher role reversed. He looked like a hero and Tucker looked like a chub. And I find it funny that they were separated by 20 years. Here's the video of Tucker and then we can talk a little bit about it. So we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits. Pregnant women are going to fight our wars. It's a mockery of the U.S. military. While China's military becomes more masculine as it's assembled the world's largest navy, our military needs to become, as Joe Biden says, more feminine. Whatever feminine means anymore since men and women no longer exist. The bottom line is, it's out of control. Now, you listen to that, and immediately I get kind of a little sour taste in my mouth. First of all, I know some very serious female warfighters, and they are absolutely a cut above the rest. And I think anyone who discounts females in the military has never worked with Israeli troops before. Some of the fiercest fighters in the world are from the Arab states. And I completely disagree with people who say that they can't be pilots because some of the best pilots in the military are female too. Now, do I want a pregnant woman fighting a war next to me? No, but that's why we have leave. And the suits, the flight suit, Tucker, you've never been in the military. So it really is hard for me when people speak on the military. It was when Bill Maher did it. I'm like, if your mouth is open, sometimes it's best used for chewing. And they both have no earthly idea what they're talking about. A flight suit is worn more often than not outside of a cockpit. It's used for many different facets in training, in simulator training, and on flight decks. It is a common uniform. And I'm sorry, but pregnant women usually go up into almost the eighth month before taking any time off. And some go further than that. I think they should be comfortable instead of being in a flight suit that looks like a piece of saran wrap or a boa constrictor. Yes, let's get them flight suits that are comfortable. There's nothing wrong with that. Does that mean they're going to go up in an F-18 and bomb Syria? No. But the point being is that Tucker wasn't saying that women shouldn't be in the military. He said that this whole idea of creating a softer, more friendly military is one of the worst things we can do. And I absolutely agree with him with no equivocation. It started right after I graduated boot camp that we no longer trained with rifles. We no no longer had to qualify with pistols and rifles that we could hold up a card and ask for the chaplain or go to the psychiatrist if we were feeling that we were being abused by the RDCs, the drill instructors. 
this whole movement has pussified the military. The basic training is absolutely a selective service, and not everyone gets in. And if the military wants to disavow transgender people, they have that right. If they want to say you have flat feet and you can't come in, if there's a height requirement where you can't fit in a tank because you're 6'4", like I was, then that's the way it goes. Because it's not an equal opportunity employer. But China is not holding sensitivity training. They are still beating their troops when they deserve it. They are punishing them verbally. They are running them through the gauntlet and mentally tearing them down and building them back up. They're not holding any sensitivity and safe space training. They're not allowed to hold up a card and say, will you please stop? You're offending and entering my safe space and I'm uncomfortable. This whole creating a softer military is ridiculous. And the generals, if they would stand up and not be afraid to not be politically correct, which they have throughout their career, and say, we're not comfortable with transgenders in the military. And it has nothing to do with the quality of the bravery or that soldier or that airman or airwoman. It has to do with it's a distraction. And the military is all about limiting distraction. That is why you have to fold a shirt and shine a shoe and make a bed before you get to hold any weapon or firing system or toss a grenade or put people's lives in danger. Because if you can't do the most basic things without distraction, then you are not capable of going to the next level and doing the next evolution. And what Tucker is saying is that these distractions and this focus on gender-neutral training and making it soft and acceptable for everybody is the antithesis of what the military should be. It's not the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. These people have one purpose, military, veterans. We are trained to kill, period. That is our job, to kill indiscriminately when our country tells us to do so. And Tucker believes that we're behind the curve, and I happen to agree with him. I just don't appreciate the way he said it. But people make mistakes. The interesting thing is that the U.S. government is getting involved in the politics now. And the military, which is being politicized, is now speaking out, including the Pentagon. In that unusual rebuke that I talked about where Bill Maher didn't get word one, it was completely opposite with the Pentagon this time and high-ranking members of the U.S. military. They responded this week to what they called a divisive Fox News segment in which host Tucker Carlson took umbrage at changing standards meant to be more inclusive to female service members. Interesting that the military put an article today that they're thinking of actually increasing the standards for gender-neutral training and stop making it easier for females to get through and making accommodations. Is that sexist? Can Tucker go ahead and take offense to that? Carlson, who is no stranger to controversy, said on his show Tuesday night that the changes, such as new uniforms for pregnant women, made a mockery of the U.S. military. The conservative host's reaction came after Joe Biden's speech for International Women's Day on Monday, in which he reflected on the military's updated standards, including better fitting uniforms for women and changing requirements about hairstyles. The goal, Biden said, was that, quote, all women feel safe and respected in our military. Feeling safe in the military is never a requirement. I never felt safe when I was in the military. And I think it's one of the benefits that keeps you alert and keeps you frosty. Don't get comfortable, in other words. Quote, so we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits, Carlson said on his show on Tuesday. And that is what he took umbrage with. 
is that focusing on flight suits and hairstyles is ridiculous on the national stage. You should be talking about bombers and weapon systems and our ability to flatten China if they so much as get near Taiwan or level Syria and turn it into a glass parking lot if they continue to play grab ass with American lives. Quote, pregnant women are going to fight our wars. It's a mockery of the U.S. military. In fact, as some military news outlets noted, maternity flight suits aren't even for combat, but for rather all manner of daily work, as pregnant women can't deploy. Carlson went on, while China's military becomes more masculine, as it's assembled the world's largest navy, our military needs to become, as Joe Biden says, more feminine. The bottom line is it's out of control, and he continued, and the Pentagon's going along with this. A wave of military members quickly responded on social media. Quote, women lead our most lethal units with character. They will dominate any future battlefield we're called to fight on, tweeted Michael A. Grinston, the sergeant major of the Army. Carlson's, quote, words are divisive. Don't reflect our values, Grinston added. We have the most professional, educated, agile, and strongest NCO Corps in the world, Major General Patrick Donahoe tweeted, a video of himself reenlisting a woman whom he said was one of the tens of thousands of women who serve in the U.S. Army. Donahoe added that Carlson couldn't be more wrong. Other veterans were a little more direct. F. Tucker Carlson tweeted, tw- tweeted Senator Tammy Duckworth, quack, 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 Mr. Duckworth, a former pilot who lost both her legs when her helicopter was shot down in Iraq. In November, Carlson mocked Ducksworth patriotism despite her track record of service and derided her as a moron for what she was what she was open to debating, the value of removing certain historical monuments. The Pentagon officially weighed in Thursday. Spokesman John Kirby said the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin shared the same revulsion the other U.S. military members had expressed on social media this week. In response to the criticism, Carlson said on his show Thursday night that the Pentagon was singling him out in an anti-media attack. Since when does the Pentagon, quote, declare war on a domestic news operation? We can't remember that ever happening, but we're going to pass on that, he said, because this is bigger than a feud with some flack at the Pentagon. The Pentagon spokesman vowed Thursday, the U.S. military would become more inclusive, more respectful of everyone, especially women. We pledge to do better, and we will, Kirby added, according to CNN. What we absolutely won't do is take personal advice from a talk show host or the Chinese military. Maybe those folks feel like they have to have something to prove. That's on them. Fort Hood, a beautiful and amazing soldier, was murdered. Fort Hood has had more issues with the leadership on that base than ever. Veterans are dying at a rapid clip, 22 a day, and it is increasing every single day. It's not getting better. Veteran care is no longer on the forefront with Joe Biden in office. We're keeping troops in Afghanistan, which means more boys and girls are going to come home and they are going to be debilitated. They are going to be uh, PTS. They're going to have TBIs and they are going to have obviously ailments from the war that they are fighting. A war that they have been fighting longer than most of them have been alive. There's very serious problems. And there's very serious things we can do about it. And both Tucker Carlson and the Pentagon bullshit shut up. Tucker Carlson can say whatever he wants. It doesn't make him right. And the Pentagon can say whatever they want. It doesn't make them right. And Joe Biden didn't clean out all the Pentagon. So if you were supporting them with Donald Trump, you should support them now. It comes down to this. Women deserve to be in the military. 
And honestly, if transgenders can be in the military as well, and there is no psychological breakdown or link to erratic behavior that can put people in jeopardy, and they can figure out the situation as far as birthing and as far as housing and BAQ, I'm all for it. But when those problems are there, honestly, it's not needed. We don't need more men and women. We don't need more foot soldiers. We need the technology. We need to focus on defense. We are an offensive country. And unfortunately, that does not sustain against countries who are playing 2D defense. We have to understand that we need to build our military up as best we can. And yes, comfortable uniforms, maybe they just should have made them and not done a press release on it. Who cares? Does anyone care? Does anyone care if we buy an $800 hammer? Does anyone care if we're putting females into nine-month flight suits that are more comfortable? Are we really giving a crap that we're lowering the standards and allowing people to lower their hair down? I want to know that our government is figuring out how to stop China from entering Indochina. I want to know that cyber warfare is a focus. I want to know what happens when they put up 300 planes against our aircraft carriers and what we're going to do if they sink the 7th Fleet. I want to know if there is a blitzkrieg attack. Are they going to be all the way into England before we stop them? And Russia decides to light up its tank regiment. I want answers. What I don't want is a more feminine military. I don't want a more masculine military. I want the best, most lethal military in the world. And I could give a rat's ass about any of this other stuff. Keep the politics out of my sports and keep it out of the military where it belongs. Because that's how coup Coups happen. That's how overthrows take place when the military gets political. These generals should know better. That's why they sit on their hands at the State of the Union and they don't clap unless it's military related. They don't get involved in politics. Supreme Court justices and the military should stay out of it and avoid it like the plague. And they should know better. Tucker Carlson, maybe he should just watch what he says sometimes. But I'll tell you what, it's his right. And same with Bill Maher. Now I'm going to give you my take. I'm going to tell you what I think. Because you know what I'm sick of? I am sick and tired of the left and right. I'm tired of when I make a post that has anything positive to say about the left that people get upset. And want to tell me how Joe Biden's not their president. If we cannot understand that the left will do some good things and that the right will do good things, and they will both equally do bad things, then we are destined to keep repeating this cyclical behavior of eating our own. I am tired. I'm tired of apologizing for believing that Donald Trump was a good president. I'm also tired of this. I'm tired of apologizing for people who believe that Barack Obama was a good president. Doesn't that sound familiar? Two different presidents, but people are saying the same thing. Let's go through it. I'm going to play both sides here. I'm going to give you the right and left perspective, and I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm saying. I'm tired of trying to convince people that guns are paramount to the survival of America. I am tired of trying to convince people that limiting guns are paramount to the survival of America. I am tired of defending the innocent lives of babies. And I am tired of defending the rights of a child from having to have a baby. I am tired of the endless wars. And I am tired of America not doing enough in the world. I am tired of racism. I am tired of being called a racist. I'm tired of Fox News. I'm tired of CNN. 
I'm tired of being hungry. I'm tired of all of the hungry people in the world. I'm tired of history being one-sided. I'm tired of people trying to make our history one-sided. I'm tired of the taxes. I want people to pay their fair share. I want women to be heard. I want men to be heard. I want equality. And I want individuality. There are so many commonalities within these statements. They are the polar opposites of each other. And there are two incontrovertible facts and truths. There is no room for compromise here. And there is no we. It's only me. We have become self-indulgent, immovable stalwarts. We have become the masters who bind our own chains. We've become what we loathe. We've surrendered our republic and we have forgotten who we were. We are all longing for the days of yesteryear when the world made sense along the glow of the sodium streets. We grew up on those streets together, arguing, fighting, caring, having crushes on each other, hating each other. But somehow we always came back the next day. We are begging for a solution to a problem that isn't solved individualistically, but solved collectively as a people. We have abandoned community and replaced it with commonality, with like-minded automatons who dignify our regurgitated thought. We replace stale and stagnant air with air even more putrid that is devout of life-saving, rejuvenating oxygen. Every one of us is told who to hate, who to fear, who not to love. But at one time, we were supposed to love our neighbor and love everyone, love our country and love our God. But now we snake our lust with derision and cynical hearts towards anyone who dares defy our own ideological entrenchment. We used to embrace intelligence and behavior that challenged our own thought for our growth. Instead, we react harshly to anything that moves and snuff it out with with words meant to and meaning to our most vile enemies, not our dearest friends. We have devolved. We have reached the epitome of hell on earth. How can we hate our brothers and sisters? How can we hate with malice in our hearts? We're all screaming to be heard in an effort of sheer futility because nobody's listening. And if they did listen, is this what you would say? We take opposing sides on every single topic because somehow the right thing has become mutually exclusive to one party. Why are these choices binary? Why can't we both have ideas that could solve the same problem? Why are we so afraid to let others win the day? so we can both play tomorrow. Are we that afraid of success? These questions have long gone unanswered, but we have tried to hate one another. We have tried to hate enemies afar. We have blamed the devil. We have cursed the very fabric in which our nation stands. We have searched high and low for someone to blame. We seek out redemption through the persecution of others. All of these Herculean efforts to solve a problem that has been shadowing us for a millennia 
and more. We constantly do the mundane, ad nauseum, with little to no reprieve. We numb ourselves to the truth, to the solace. We spend so much time looking outward, hands gripping clubs with words slung like proverbial arrows. We cling to our own self-righteousness, preparing for a conflict that will never come. Because instead of looking outward, we need only look at ourselves to blame. Folks, if you liked the show tonight, and I hope you did, please share, like, follow, subscribe, do all that. Watch the videos of Tucker and Bill. Here's the thing. You're going to find something that you're going to love and hate about those videos, and that's okay. You may disagree with everything I just said. This is America. We can disagree. All I ask is in the end, don't unfriend me. 1-800-273-8255, press 1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It's way too many. They need your help. Please reach out to a veteran. They are awfully hard to talk to. They don't like to discuss what happened. But you can make a difference. If you can't talk to a veteran, call me. I will help. I'll fly out. Whatever it takes, just send me a message, and I will help you make that call. If none of that works, you can go to don'tunfriendme.com. Click on the VCL link. Dial this number, get connected free of charge, and you can do it through my website. And please, 22 a day, post-traumatic stress, TBIs, anxiety, and depression are a real thing, and our troops need your help. Folks, thank you so much for being here again, and I will talk to you tomorrow for episode 120. Stop by the website. We've made some changes. I hope you like it. Please look down in the comments and the description of the video to watch Tucker Carlson and Bill Maher. I think it's worth your time. Thank you so much, and I will see you tomorrow. I am out.